Conversation with L. Watt. Good morning to each and every one of you. Trisha had a wonderful, smooth weekend, and um, we're going to proceed on with today's agenda. As always, I remind you to have a pen and pencil ready so that you can write down the information. I get called after the show, and people say, "Did, did you? Did you? Yes, I, yes, I did. Yes, I did." <laughs> But anyway, it would be helpful if you have a pen and pencil nearby so that you might be able to write down what you would like to ask further more information on or just so that you might have the dates correct. And uh, Piggy's on board as long as well as Mr. Mark C. He's on board as well. I had a chance to listen to his show uh, yesterday, and he's kicking it strong, him and, and Alex. So let's put him up right now. Mr. Mark C., how are you, good brother? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing, guys? Uh, Larry, um, last Thursday, uh, we got a call early Thursday morning that one of our nephews, 37 years old, had been in a tragic accident. He and they was taking him down on uh, shock trauma, and it didn't look good. By the time we got down there, he had passed away. And um, a car hit them. Then come to find out, um, sat uh. Saturday when we got down to meet the family down Pasadena, the friend that he was with, they were doing door, uh, door dash. Um, he passed away also. So, you know, they had to pull the plug on him. So, you know, I tell everybody, man, if you got family, you know, love on them, you know, all the little petty grievances and all that kind of stuff, let that stuff go. On our way here this morning, Biggie, uh, I, we saw a tragic uh, accident on the road right there on the uh, uh, Security Boulevard and three car. Uh, wow. Tragic, tragic. And so much so that they used the far engine to uh, block the, uh, uh, the the one side of the street completely. Yes, but you should see it would kids and a range of, I would say a good to eight to 12 different people all involved. And uh, one Situation. I think the car was one car was up at least a half a block away. Almost. Yeah, they got hit and turned the other way. I don't know how they was coming. They like they was coming back down Security Boulevard, but when they got hit at the uh, the corner, I got the fourth part. They got turned the other way coming back up Security Boulevard. So I just hope they are. I hope everybody all out. It was uh, yeah, okay. It was yeah. a bunch of kids out there sitting on the ground and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't look good though. That's all. Let's hope everybody is okay. Hope nobody, you know. <laughs> you drive for yourself, and you got to drive for the yes. other person, too. Definitely got to do that. You do. Yeah, you do. yeah, yeah. You do. Let me, let me uh, run through a few things, and then we'll, we do anticipate today uh, to be uh, uh, our legislative update as to what's going on in Annapolis, and we'll be getting that from State Senator Corey McRae at the uh, 1030 hour. And then also stay tuned. We're gonna if, if you know of anyone, maybe even yourself, who are interested in jobs, a job, you want to listen this morning. We're going to be talking about a upcoming 
job fair, opportunity right. for folks who are looking for a job, where you can go and what's going on. You'll be listening in. We're going to have a representative from that fair on board with us this morning, and he'll be telling you exactly where to go and, of course, dress appropriately and make sure you are there early and ready to present yourself in such a way that the, the person who's interviewing you will feel good about you. But uh, that's going to be a little later in the program. He'll be on board, Brother Anthony, and share that information with you. Job fair coming up real soon. All right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I tell you, I cannot say any more than I've said, but I'm going to try. Did y'all hear what former President Trump said about black folk just the other day? He's in a conference, attending a conference, and uh, his statement was, uh, I'm not being exact, but I'm, I'm going to be close enough. His statement was that there were so many people in the room, but the only ones he could see were black folk. Because the lights were so bright he could only see black folks. That's what he had, something like, yep. And he's a fool. (laughs) The man said that. You hear me, Mark? He said that. And And then uh, then he said, well, you know, they got mug shots to take the shot. Hmm. And put it on T-shirts, mm-hmm. and the black them too. blacks are proud. Mm-hmm. And he said, "That's what? why. That's why they're going to support me, because <laughs> of the fact that I'm on got these different mugshots on 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 these T-shirts and things, and they take pride in that. That's ignorance. They right know there. what I'm going through. That's why they're going to support me for president. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and you any, said it. And any black man." Uh, that would would vote for him or black person. I don't have no no respect for him. This man is the the the, the weakest weakest most wimpiest uh, man that that I know. Um, his sister again. His sister. You can't get around it. Came out 2020. Came out and that's one of the reasons he lost and said that he's the most dangerous man on the planet and that he shouldn't be president, wrote a book about it. Niece, in the history, Larry, you was in, in, in uh, 23 years you was in Annapolis. Have you ever heard of a president where his chief of, I mean, uh, his uh, uh, um, uh, secretary of state, who, am I right, Larry? The secretary of state is so high up there that they're in like fourth or fifth in line to become president if something happened to the president. Am I right? That's right. He said, before he quit, early on in the administration, he said, Donald Trump is an effing, a political effing moron, and he never took it back, Big E. Then his four-star general, chief of staff, called him an idiot. Never took it back, you know. And he called veterans suckers and losers, so why would veterans – vote for him, and he said that because he's a five-time draft dodger coward, you know, and and Chris Christie said it back. He said, Donald Trump wants everybody to be mad every day of their life because he's angry every day of his life because his father told him he didn't have what it takes to make it. 
number. I, I'm hoping that this message, and I hope the, the Democrats take that message that he put out there about the fact, so bright, so large, lights, the only reason, the only folks he could see in that room were blacks, <laughs> and he has a mugshot that they are now putting on shirts, and that the black community understands that, and that's why he, they're going to support him for president. Gee, me, Moses. We got to vote. That's what, look, you know we got to get out and vote, but um, like I'm saying, if, if, if they let them in there, then, I mean, it's, it's like, obviously what they're saying is they feel the same way because obviously, you know, how what he stands for and, you know, what type of person he is, only way you vote for him is, is if you have similar views, and that, that's how I'm looking at it. Look, Thank if you, you. If you vote for him, you Thank feel, you know what I mean, just just come on out the closet and, and, and bring your little tinky torch and your little KKK stuff, whatever you got, <laughs> and come on out the closet and just, just you know, that's what they basically did last time. They was up front with it. Nobody cared, you know. They ain't they, in the look, closet. Exactly. They, they let it they be known. They not in the closet. They had one of them, so they like, look, we're going to let it be known now. We, you know. We can be out with it. We don't got to, you know, hide it and, you know. So if they vote on them, you know, that's just how they feel. So let's get them out to vote. Come on now. Let's get out. Let's vote. We got to do it. That's right. We got to get the young ones, though. That's going to mean, look, we got we to gotta start a campaign and get the young kids, get the 18, 19, 20-year-olds because they really not, you know, involved. If we get them involved, we got a good chance, you know. We're going to keep them out of there. Okay. Well, um, as you go through the city, you got uh, uh, – Pelfinaya, right on every just about every block. Mm-hmm. I even saw big signs, and they really are going all out uh, for yeah. the uh, what 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 you call it? The CIA. The, the CIA tournament. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they they got a whole operation. And what did they expect? I heard somewhere in the thirty thousands or so. It's probably more than that. I know they got a good. Um, I think they got about twenty six teams down there coming. So it's gonna be a nice amount of games. And I definitely look. I'm trying to go down there. Look, you know, I'm, I'm hoping as well. Slow. I'm hoping to go. I'm trying to catch a I good wanna, game. Yeah, I want to go. Mm-hmm. At least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see. I want to see inside that. Uh, that new arena too. I want to see inside oh, it's of that. Beautiful. So, yeah, I ain't been in there yet. So Absolutely. I definitely trying yes. to catch one. Absolutely beautiful. It's it's all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they. Uh, I was noticing in the, the paper the other day that they're saying that the, the volunteers ca- uh, came forth in a big way because they know this is one of the big big attractions for the city. Hey, that's what we're talking about. One of the big attractions yeah. for the city. And yeah. uh, this uh, basketball tournament, basketball tournament. And uh, I'm happy that uh, I hope they'll renew and I think they had about a three-year contract. Yeah, I think it was about three. But look, as long as we can keep it cool and we don't have no big, you know, crazy outbursts or no crime, no riots or something, we gonna they're they going to come back because the city is doing them right. You know, we do them right every year they come down here. I definitely know that we're a good city for the basketball team. You can come down here and get a good game. As long as we don't have no extra stuff, that's all I'm looking at, to keep it low-key, nothing crazy happening at these games, they'll come back every year, man. And we can get it rolling from there and get the city going, man. Let's bring everything to the city. You know how I feel about us. We bring everything, Ray, everything involved in the city. And and then look, while you want the subject about the little sports talk, you want like want to talk about Gus right now about coming back because they said Gus might not come back um, to the Ravens. You know, if, if Gus don't make it back, I'm looking at it like this: we need to go draft us a young running back because we still got everything else we need. And then you know we can work on from there. Gus is definitely a closer, a, a real NFL style running back that you can you know get a ball to and him pound that game out. But look. We can draft a player, you know. 
We got young boys coming up. You know what I mean? If, if they don't want to well, stay, we I understand them. they took the salary cap. But they lowered it? And uh, gave gave it, uh, no, I think they increased it. Okay. So that um, the Ravens won't be as bad financially in, in the salary cap picture as they thought they were going to be. So we probably got somebody numbers off the books. Well, you know, when free agents, when free agents go into free agency, some of that numbers drop. So we probably got money back. If, if Gus leaves, then, of course, we don't got to pay him. So that's going to be some of his money back. You know, we'll we, we have money to do some things. But, look. We can draft good. Ozzy and everybody, we draft good. So I'm, I'm not really worried about Gus not coming. Even though I like Gus, I think he's a strong player, but we can get somebody else. Let's keep it rolling. We know how we do. Hmm. Well, I I, I like the fella. He's a, he's yeah, a, he's a, he's a hard worker, right? A warrior. Yeah, he run hard. <laughs> yeah, I like, like players to run hard. You, you know? get down in the red zone, but Yes, exactly. Look, ain't no but, left or right. Guys, we got... Um, we got more, and we we got other run. We, I mean, we good. Yeah. We just have to. We got to play our game. We got to exactly. Look, like I was about to we say got, too. Look, it don't matter if we got them if got, we don't if we don't use them because when we got that playoff game, what well, we wouldn't even rushing the ball, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. look, we could have had the bus. We could have had both. Played our game. We could have had the bus. The old bus and the new bus. Something about um Zay Flowers real quick uh-huh. that I didn't get to say. Um. Zay Flowers, they, they, right now they closed the case and all that. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that we got going on in Annapolis, and uh, Kathy Slager, I think her name was, and, and I'm, I'm glad that she, you know, is with the, the governor, you know, on, on, on making sure that, that, that we do something about the lawlessness and have some resources. But she's not the one to call Zay Flowers out, simply because she was caught on tape, Big E, um, calling one of our col- colleagues a nigger. Mm. So you're not the one, Miss Lager, for that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, if you're going to talk sports, really, the good news is this past uh, Saturday, we uh, had on our show, last week we had on our show, a young man who uh, stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. He stepped up to the plate. He went into the ring. <laughs> Stone, you talking about man Stone hands? And uh, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Second he beat him round. Up? Oh, he knocked, oh man, see, I look. Second I had so much going on this weekend. Round. I wanted to make it. I forgot about Stone hands. Second huh? round. He did him dirty. Uh, did him dirty in the second round. Okay, Stone hands. Uh, pulled it second off. Round? Second round. Second round. Pulled it off. off. Pulled it off. And uh, of course, uh, one of the. Uh, reasons that he was able to get on our show. He was uh, uh, one of the uh, talents that's going to be very uh, being supported uh, mm-hmm. by uh, her agency. Uh, that's Marilyn Mosby. And uh, I got Brother Boats on the phone, Tyrone. He's going to give us an update on that situation as he or Z, uh, Bill or uh, Smitty will do. We'll have somebody give us an update. We want to make sure we get an update each time that we open up this venue so that you might know yes, what's sir. going on. So let's put yes, Tyrone sir. up right now. Good brother. Boy, he's a good fella. Brother Tyrone. Yeah. yeah. How's it going there? How's it going Good morning, good man. Good morning. Yeah, hey, good morning, my friend. Uh, Mark. What about this, this, what about that good second morning. round, sir? Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking at this one. Well, before I start, okay. what you guys were talking about with the, with the Trump thing, that actually happened at a... Um, Blacks with Trump's rally, of all places. Mm. So I guess they got what they came for. Mm. <laughs> they got to see a racist bigot <laughs> talk down to black people. The blacks <laughs> is what he calls us. The blacks. And when you, just like when they say, when you, somebody says the Jews, whatever happens after that is really, usually bad. When somebody says the blacks, whatever happens after that is usually bad. 
So, so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So um, that being the case, the other thing that Donald Trump did was he um, pardoned uh, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, who was a traitor, um, he, and uh, for Russiagate, all crimes that he could have committed in the future, and all crimes that he committed in the present, all possible crimes, he was he was uh, exonerated, not exonerated, but pardoned by Donald Trump, and he's the least deserving person. I can think of one of the least because he actually um, advised Trump um, to uh, suspend the Constitution and and, uh, impose martial law, Mm. which would have put this country in a very serious uh, constitutional crisis. So he's the last person should have got a pardon. He's he's a traitor and he's a disgrace to the officer corps because as an ex-military officer. So for him to get a pardon that he doesn't really deserve, not even remotely, um, is incredible. That being the case. Um, we we want to see if we can get uh, our sister Marilyn Mosby a pardon because she's she's infinitely more worthy of a pardon than this idiot. Um, she uh, she's basically being uh, punished for um, you know prosecuting thirty three officers and uh, thirty three corrupt officers. I might say not all police officers are bad, but the bad ones give everybody a bad name. And by the way, my son's in law enforcement, so. It's not, and I commanded the military police unit. So it's not that, uh, and she was, uh, I mean, in the Army Reserve, and she was, uh, um, she comes from a family of uh, of um, police officers. I, I believe her father was a police officer, and her grandfather um, started the first uh, black police officers union in Boston. So it's not that she got, she has anything against police officers. She has something against the bad ones, okay, these, these dirty officers, which make our neighborhoods unsafe because people will not inform against uh, a rogue, I mean, uh, to a bad police officer who may be, and there have been there have been cases of police officers being caught in Baltimore selling drugs, robberies, planting drugs, and all kinds of other uh, nefarious activities. And you can't have that in the neighborhoods because it doesn't it doesn't help with crime. It makes crime go up because people are scared to inform or repeat violent offenders because they may be a part of the same drug gang as the cop is. So we got to understand that. So um, she, and that's, this is what she, it's not. This is not about no mortgage. These murderous charges that they did, they spent thirty-two million dollars. That's the only thing they can come up with because they couldn't find any corruption in a personal office. So they had to go. The FBI spent thirty-two million dollars just peering through her personal financial records for years. If they did that to any one of us, they probably would find something. I know they would find something on me. Me. So in, in other words, if they can do it to Merrill, they can do it to any of us. So don't be fooled by this nonsense. So therefore, that being the case, is that the only reason she's being uh, sat upon is because she did a job instead of looking the other way, which she would have been still in. Uh, she should have been. St- she would have been still in the office if she did, probably. All she had to do was look the other way, but she refused to. She refused, she she did the right thing, and she's being punished for doing the right thing. So I think she should be pardoned for that. Not only that, she should see- receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom for all the suffering she's she lost everything, including her husband. And uh, she has two uh, young young daughters, and uh, I don't have that. We there's a Zelle number that, uh, and I'm in my work truck now, so I don't have my notes with me. There's a Zelle number. Maybe somebody else can call in and provide it. But she has a Zelle number. Who I can call back later and give the um, Sean. The Zelle number that that if you want to contribute contribute to her, you can uh, uh, send it to the Zelle number. You go to your Zelle app and type Marilyn Mosby, and uh, Give me a second. I'm going to look through my phone real quick to see if I can find it. That way um, she can have some funds because she's in need of, of personal funds, really, because, as I said, she doesn't have a job. 
and um, uh, she uh, we were they were trying to set up. Larry, you were trying to set up a, um, a legal defense fund for her, but she said she didn't need that. She said our media needs is to be able to support her, her two girls and everything, and make sure the bills are paid. So basically, we uh, Smitty and and uh, some others have come up with a a, a fund, a Zell fund for her to. Uh, just give me a second. Just give me a second. Give me about 30 seconds to see if I can pull it out. Hold on. All righty. Yeah, the, I, yeah, you guys go ahead and talk. I, I'm, I'm pulling really that commend, out. I really commend uh, Bill and Smitty and yourself and uh, some of the uh, some. So, so you guys have really, really turned this thing around. And I was watching a news account just the other day, or clipping rather. And even the reporter started off talking about how when she first went down, she was alone and no one else was around. And he said, what a major shift and the second time around where there were folks by good numbers standing with her. And uh, he it impressed him. He he made it clear to, to say as much. And so mm-hmm. he was saying that... Uh, it was, for, and I'm sensing a, that it's certainly being a. It's, it certainly is not going unappreciated. You better believe it. She is. Okay, I have it. Okay. Okay. Uh, if, if anybody, if you got a pen or something, your listeners, if you have a pen or something, here's the Zell fund that that you can send money to uh, Marilyn Mosby um, in her time of need because she she's basically being punished for standing up for us. So it's our time to hold her, her up. Hold up. Here it is. Uh, you go your go to your uh, Zell app and type in Marilyn Mosley, M A R I L Y N M O S B Y account account number Zell account number six one seven six three three eight three two eight. That's Zell number account number six one seven six three three. A three two eight six one seven six three three A three two eight, and hopefully, Larry, we can get this thing, this pardon done. Because I, as I always say, the best way to kill a vampire is drop a stake right through his heart. So I, I'd hate to see um, her appear before this black judge because she's shown through her actions that she doesn't have the best interests of this sister at heart. And I thank you for your time. And thank you for your time, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. You're solid. All right, and family, there you go. You got the information, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll have one of these fine fellas keep us informed as we go along. When this venue is up, we will hope to bring you up to date as to what actions are being taken. Very good. Right. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, um, I got a, a text, um, or we got a text. I don't know if you saw it, but um, I don't know if he said it was a one, but the text said that it wasn't a one. You know, um, so I don't know if he said one, six. Let me see. I'm, we, yeah, it, they said it wasn't no one. And and one other thing, Larry. Um, said it wasn't a one and, or and what? Me, uh, um, in front of the um, the number. Oh, just the number. Oh, the number. The, uh, yeah, it number. wasn't a one. Um, we got a text that it wasn't a one. But one other thing, Larry, that we got to um, make sure that folk know Um that's all she asked for. She, that's all she asked for went down your party, and she wanted the people that said they were going to support her to support her, and 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 they stood up. 
And another thing, um, Marilyn Mosby, I saw her uh, on, on, on YouTube. She was, she was in good spirits. Um, she was down there promoting uh, her client, which is the boxer. That's what she's doing. But um, she, let's make this clear. Uh, she didn't lose her husband. Uh, she divorced him after 17 years. Hate to see them break up. But uh, she's the one that initiated the divorce. And, um, you know, I don't know their personal business, but I do know this. Um, it was brought out in the trial, and he went on there and said that he wasn't good with the finances. All right. Let's uh, continue on and... Uh... Okay, hold, if, I'm a, let's do Bill and then we'll do Bobby. Okay. Bill? Hey, first and foremost, Larry, thank you so very much, and good morning to each one of you. Good morning. But I just want, 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 want to say quickly, since we're talking to Marilyn Mosley, two, two things, Larry, is that, you know, I was on another program, and um, we were talking about uh, political leaders, and uh you know, for talk, talk show hosts to say that we don't have political leaders or that elected politicians are not leaders is just ridiculous to to me to hear a talk show host say that. But in reference to Marilyn Mosby, I think, you know, one thing that I came to conclusion to is this. Because the Marilyn Mosby situation, and it's not like no other situation where somebody could say that she... Oh, we took the bribery. Uh, she 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 did this. She, everything concerning Marilyn Mosby is strictly by her own money. So I feel that you know elected politicians or people in leadership. That I'm saying it's going to come a turn when somebody else is going to be in that same situation. If they can't stand up for Marilyn, then they're going to have to look at the consequences that some of the same people standing with Marilyn may not be standing with them when that time comes. And I'm saying that Larry to say that the urgency of us to see the value in standing up for, for our people when we come up under attack. Marilyn Mosley was not Bill Gooden's personal friend, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to sit back and watch her being attacked unjustly, and she's one of our leaders. So I'm, I'm saying to them, other people that's listening out here, you never know when your time is coming. And you may need us just like Marilyn Mosley need us right now, just like we needed her when she stood up for us. So I'm encouraging people to get involved with, with what's happening to Marilyn Mosley. Send us money. Help us to organize. Come May 23rd, let us have 1,000, 2,000 people at the courthouse. Let them write letters to the judge and let the judge have uh, 5,000, 10,000 letters sitting at her desk in terms of people's position on Maryland. So, you know, you know, I don't want us to sit back and say, well, it's over, it's nothing we can do. No, it's a lot that we could do. And I want to encourage people to do that part. And I thank you so very much, Larry, from doing your part for using your program to give us a voice to speak about this very important issue. Thank you for calling anytime, Cutting Party. Listen, what's, yes, did you hear the number? Uh, Mark was saying the, the, the number, the Zell number? Well, they could go on, on, on people's Facebook pages, and they got flyers all on Facebook where they could get the uh, Zell number. Okay. Well, they can we, even go on my page, and they can see it. All right. Very good. So I don't know the number off the top of my head. All right. Thank you much, partner. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, sir. Let's go quickly to Bubby. Good morning, Senator Mark. Good morning, Senator Mark. Good morning, my friend. 
and Big E. Let me just say to you, y'all know I love y'all to death. And what former President Donald Trump said was deplorable. But, gentlemen, I have to tell y'all, I'm more worried about Brandon Scott, Nick Mosey, Dr. Sanders on the lease, the fire chief, Jane Torrance, Eric Costello, Conaway. I'm more worried about the people that affect my life day to day. And it seems like nothing is being done to hold these people accountable. Senator, what kind of stupid idea is that of the mayor to buy two hotels for $10 million? Mark, you're around this city. Ark, you're around this city. Senator, you're around the city. Do you see all the boarded-up houses that are owned by the Baltimore City Housing Authority? Why isn't those houses rehabbed and putting them families and them people in them houses? Somebody asked me that question. Why is it that we seem to let this mayor, Brandon Scott, come on TV and lie about the conditions of the people? Let me just tell you two more stories that I'll be off the air. Sunday, as I'm driving up Pennsylvania and Cumberland, I look to my left. There's a line of people being fed a modern-day soup kitchen on the outside because people are starving. That's one. Let me give you this. I received a call from a family at 1502 Impressor Court in Gilmore Home. The lady had stage 4 cancer. She's been dealing with this for four years. Public housing got her in a two-story second-floor apartment. She can't even get out down the stairs to get her food. They got to lower a bucket down to put her food in to lower it up through the back window. What kind of hell is this? And you talking about we have a good mayor and good black leadership in this city. The hell with them all. Now, I'll answer any questions that y'all have for me. Bobby, what 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 are you saying to these councilmatic districts where you say uh, uh, James James Torrance is the city councilman? No, 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 no. I, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just asking. What do you say to these folks in these councilmatic districts about uh, staying home and <clears throat> and not getting out and being concerned as 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 you are? So let me tell you something. One thing before I come on your ad wave, I called their office. They, their, their people get disrespectful with me, say that the man said, have the people call themselves. Call Jane Torrance. It's 99 different ways to him. You can't get to him by no way. Uh, Nick Mosley, all his ladies do answer the phone. Let me have your name in the email, and the president shall get back to you shortly. We, we have no representation. We have no reason. Maybe because all the crooks are in city hall, Lord. Maybe that's the reason. They so mm-hmm. busy worrying about the indictments that they get ready to get indicted on. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the people. You ain't lying, Bobby. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Hey, that's Bobby. Right. Now, go ahead. Bobby, this is Mark. Um, yes. when the, the other day uh, when we were out in front of um, uh, Bikemore, because um, Jeb Weeks, um, uh, the, the 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 bike mall guy with the with the uh the, the bike lanes that we don't need. Uh, he put online uh, Linda Linda uh, Bats. He put her um address and and her um a car out on on online and you know and stuff like that. You know, so we we was out there standing up uh for her. But it's a young lady, and I'm I'm asking you, is you familiar with this young lady um that's running uh for that seat? Uh, a sister in the um, in the seventh district. So um, Doc um, Doc Noah and, um, and she came with Will. Um, so it's a young lady is running for that that seat um, that 
that you guys can get behind in that seventh district. Are you familiar with with all due respect with all due respect, my Lord, I mean Mark, I think this lady need to make herself familiar with me. See these carpetbaggers come in these communities and then all of a sudden they're propped up for some other reasons like Jane Torrance. I know the lady you talking about, but I don't know her. Did that answer your question? We we don't we don't we don't need these perfect speaking English people who have no boots on the ground, Mark. We need people who ready to roll up their sleeves and get dirty for the people. These people who put in front of us are not picked by us. They picked by special interest. Towards from Mississippi, some damn where. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, Bubby, I feel you though. The, like I said, the wrong people in the office, the wrong people in charge, putting their friends. I feel you 100. percent So I definitely I'm with you on that. And, and they got to be held accountable, man. That's the only way we're gonna get some changes. Get out and, that's and right. I got, to the fire. That's right, Big E. Keep the keep the fight. I gotta go get my blood pressure checked because this <laughs> get me a little hot. I know you about high, right? Yeah, look, calm down. Right, have some water. Down, have some water. Calm down. All right, we're gonna right. pause and take a 30 seconds. Be right back with the family. Never thought I'd be. Good morning, good morning, fam. Good morning. In conversation with L.Y., and we were pausing just to make sure we were lined up correctly with 
our legislative leader down in Annapolis, and he's on board, thankfully. And let's go to him right now and get our legislative update for now we're going into the last four weeks, I think, right? The close we, to we are. We are at the halfway mark, L.Y. Well, first of all, let me properly put you out here, good man. State Senator Gordon <laughs> McRae of the 45th yes, Legislative District. Good morning, good man. Good morning. Good to hear your voice, man. Always good to be a, be talking to the WLB family. Yes, sir. How we doing? Hey, Elwai, I, I just want to um, – one bill I'm going to spend some time talking about only because it uh, rests on my heart a good bit. Um, Senate Bill 22 uh, is basically changing the liquor board function where the appointments would go to the state versus the local – uh, jurisdiction, and I don't really have an issue per se with that. There was an amendment that was put forward with Senate Bill 22 that would then take away the residency requirement for the director and the deputy director, and that is where I did have a very hard stop. It's just a core value of mine, L.Y. I'm born and raised in the city. Um, I went through our public education system. I've found my way to be able to be an electrician, entrepreneur, serving the House of Delegates, and currently serving in the Senate. So every day that I wake up, I question, how did I get in this position? And I serve in this position, L.Y., is to open that door, not close that door on Baltimoreans when I got there. And what this bill does is it basically says that if you served city government for five years, you wouldn't have to fulfill the need of the respective residency requirement. And when asking the question of the person that's currently holding the deputy director position, L.Y., I asked, how many Baltimoreans did you interview? How many folks from the state of Maryland did you interview? And none of those questions would be were answered. The median income in the city of Baltimore as a family is fifty plus thousand dollars. This position was one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. And I just believe in Baltimoreans too much to vote for something like that. So I found myself standing by myself simply because I know what we're up against. I know that I would never be able to fill out an application, L.Y., for a job that I didn't meet all the qualifiers. And I know that that's a very similar story for people that grew up in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. But there's no way that I have the privilege to ask 188 legislators to change the law specifically so that it addressed my issue of living in the city of Baltimore when I don't live in the city of Baltimore or the state of Maryland. So that's the one I've been wrestling with, even wrestling with it this, this weekend, um, L.Y., what we're doing and, and what we're doing from a Baltimorean standpoint. Since I talked about Senate Bill 22 a good bit, I'm going to talk about some good stuff that is going on, L.Y. Well, Senator, but you know, now that you got us all riled up here, what's, what's, <laughs> the, what's the next step? You know, sometimes you just you, you find yourself where you're in a position uh, where you're standing by yourself. It will come to the Senate floor. Um, it will then go over to the House of Delegates. I hope that I feel like the Senate uh, has already taken a position. Um, on this piece of it. Like I said, many of the questions that I asked uh, went unanswered um, in reference to, like, did we interview three Baltimoreans? Did we interview four Baltimoreans? Is there no Baltimoreans that's qualified to be the deputy director of the liquor board? 
none of those none of those things were answered, Ly, to be honest with you. So maybe the House of Delegates will see the same posture that I see it in. I just know that when our young folks are fighting through a failing K through twelve system, some of these folks are first time in their family making it through the uh, the higher education system. And one of the things is we know that zip codes dictate outcomes. I didn't have the network to be able to call this person up and say, hey, give me this job. That's not the story for a lot of us. And I want to make sure, like I said, I, I, I could not be in this position and then close that door on other folks that are more than qualified to be able to hold that same position. But we're changing the law specifically for one person that holds that position. Wow. I am uh, accepting what you offered up, sir. I stand with you. Thank you. Okay. All right. The, the other piece is, is that I tell folks this. If we fail to recognize our history, if we fail to recognize our history, Mayor Kurt Smoke, they laughed at him when he talked about he wanted to decriminalize marijuana. They laughed at him. 20-some years later, twenty close to 30 years, we're now decriminalizing mar- marijuana. He also fought in 1995 and 1997 when the makeup was not the same that it is at this moment for the same exact thing, residency requirements. And what we found when he put forward and said that he wanted the people of st- in, that worked for the city of Baltimore to live in the city of Baltimore, they changed the laws for the entire statement, for the entire state, L.Y., and got rid of residency requirements across the board because the first black elected mayor for the city of Baltimore wanted to move in that direction. I can't do that knowing my history, knowing what I stand for, Baltimore through and through, and knowing that there are competent people that can hold that $125,000 job. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I understand. Yes, sir. Gotcha. All right, sir. Proceed on. Go ahead. Yep. So one of the things that I am excited about is is that we have a bill that's being put forward. It'll be heard within the EEE uh, committee this week where we're want to fund um, driving education within our high schools if it meets certain requirements of a certain level of poverty within that respective school, um, LY. So this will be a statewide bill. It will be able to benefit all schools within a statewide bill that has a certain level of poverty within that respective high school that we as the state of Maryland will be able to fund grants out of the Maryland State Department of Education for the state of Maryland to, to deploy to these respective high schools. We also, in that same bill, for state-aided institutions, which is things like the Great Blacks and Wags Museum, the National Aquarium, Port Discovery, a number of folks that get state aid so that our young folks can be exposed. Transportation has been the barrier. It also will be creating a fund for transportation um, to do just that. I'm super excited about that. I'm excited about the panel that will be coming put forward um, and and things of that nature. Another another hit that was there was uh, Dr. Taborn. I had a bill that creates an AI commission, and he blew their minds away. And it wasn't just him. It was just uh, it was black excellence on display and full display in All front right. of the committee with Dr. Right. Table and a number of folks Good man. to articulate why was the commission for AI necessary, artificial intelligence, as we move forward as a state and how fast and rapid that is moving. They just kept asking them questions. We were sitting there for 30, 45 minutes. Everybody loved the bill, L.Y., but they were just in mad 
they were overwhelmed with the level of genius that was sitting in front of them on this issue, all <laughs> black folks. And, and, and I was just in awe, too, to be honest with you. Uh, that was one I was excited about, too. Oh, he's excited. Yes, he's a good visionary, strong visionary. Yes, he, he is. I, he, very com- compelling argument, but just the, his passion, his love for our people was on full display, but also the state of Maryland and how, you know, he just got finished the conference with black engineers. He talked about that, but like this artificial intelligence space being so sacred and moving so rapid that we have to get in front of it. Um, and I think that a lot of us don't know about it, but being able to sit in front of four or five individuals that really do understand the complexities of it was just a rare moment. Well, he's a tremendous. I'm just glad he brought Bay back to Baltimore. I hope he keeps it here for the remaining yeah. time. Yep. All right. So, well, uh, how's the budget coming? The budget is going. We're um, ready to get to the moment where we're about to finish up the operating stuff. So I think that I had my last two agency hearings this week, um, and then we're going to get into decision-making for the operating budget. The capital budget is still in front of us at this moment, um, and we're in the middle stages of it. So while we're at the 80 90% mark we're operating, we're in the middle middle stages with uh, uh, capital. But I do feel good that Baltimore City will do well uh, from that standpoint. Over the weekend, Senator, the, the discussion came up that there was a, a lukewarm response for a tax hike plan. The Maryland Revenue uh, Solutions end out after the hearings exposed a divided Annapolis. It was the headline. I think you'll you'll find that some fees are going to be on the table. So I think that some fees will be put forward, such as um, fees on electric vehicles. Right now, um, they don't pay into the gas tax because they don't utilize um, uh, petroleum. But you'll find that I think that on registrations that they are going to put some level of a fee to kind of put towards um, the the entire puzzle. So you'll see those things, but there will be not be any type of large revenue generation this year. I think that it will happen next year, but that conversation has to go and happen with the public. I think that you'll see the governor um, take a very hands-on approach, and I do think that you'll see uh, members of the legislature probably have hearings and different things of that nature to make sure that folks understand what's the importance of the transportation system and investing in it and some of the other things that we're having deficits with. Wow. Okay, well, one thing for sure, we got a voice right here every Monday morning to tell us what's going on. So thank you very, very much. Appreciate you, sir. I appreciate you both, and thank you for the thank you for everything that you do. Just uh, to find the voices of regular people. Much appreciation. Have a safe one. Y'all have a blessed day. There we go, Senator Corey McRae, family. He yes, gives sir. us an Annapolis report every right. Monday at about that's the ten thirty right. slot. That's his segment, and does well. Does well. Okay. And uh, I, yes, well, real quick, yeah, um, two things, Bubby, um, uh, we, it's, our name is Tory Rose, and Larry had to go to the senator, um, because he always want to hear what you have to say, but our name is Tory Rose, uh, him and Doc are friends, and maybe Doc can get them together, but, uh, she's a, she's a sister, uh, uh, she ran before, single mother, and I like what she had to say. Okay, let me see if I can squeeze these two people in before I get on that very important thing about the jobs that the folks want to hear about. So let me get to you real quickly. Aaron? Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. Sir. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, well, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate what Marilyn Mosby is doing 
you know, uh, but I guess you're going to have to take some time on the board on this thing. But one thing I haven't heard, I haven't heard from those big shot Democrats like Pryce and Fume, Al Shot. I ain't heard Ben Carr. I ain't heard no one of them call, you know, uh, uh, you know, and say anything really publicly about what Norman Mosley is going through. And if they had so much power, why don't they call their homeboy in the White House and pardon the lady? You know, since we're so heavily depending on the Democrats, let's see what the Demo- let's see what you, if you have any real power where Marilyn Mosby is concerned. That's all I gotta say. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. Uh, what about the job? That's a- no, that's coming up. No, no, up. no, no, no. Hold tight. Yes, sir. No, the uh, information. Uh, Aaron is the 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 presidential. Oh, Aaron. Okay. That that was him speaking, and the president pardons when I guess if it, if indeed the decision has been finalized and all that, the consideration of a pardon is something that can be requested, and uh, I'm pretty sure that'll be one of the steps. Let me quickly turn to Sheena. Good morning. Thank you so much, Senator, for taking my call. And hello to everyone. I'm so thankful that Senator, before you tied in what Kurt Smoke was first with, because he knew that was coming down the pipe as far as the drugs and all this. So that's why with Kurt Smoke administration, he wanted to legalize it. And then he saw the increase in disability. So that's why you see the curbs, all the curbs have disability access so people with wheelchairs can get in because crime was going in that direction. Merlin and her administration, she was faced with uh-huh. a major, major corruption component. Okay. And so, um, that's why we are supporting her, and many uh, we have the Zell app right now that's up. And if I can give that number, because I heard someone we say have to do it real quickly, Sh- Sh- yeah. Shan. I got to sure, sure. Six one seven six three three eight three two eight. That's six one seven six three three eight three two eight. Let's go to Gene. Gene, quickly. Hey, Larry, real quickly, uh, the last day of of Black History Month, this is your last day for Black History Month show. And I just want to bring to people's attention in reference to Marilyn Mosby. We met Larry Young 53 years ago, approximately, right, Larry, when you got into politics in the 1970s, the beginning of the 1970s. And at that time, there was a young man who had a trial in Bel Air, Maryland, H. Rep. Brown. Let us not forget about Marilyn Mosby and that she goes the way of H. Rep. Brown. So I just wanted to, you know, say that our, uh, some of our leaders, okay. uh, they they get locked up and we forget about them. Let's not forget Marilyn Mosby. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Thank you for your brief. All righty. So, man, you must be yeah, important. Sir. I'm rushing ahead <laughs> to get a uh, information on your issue. And I'm glad you took time to come up in here. Tell us about this job fair and who you are. No, well, first I want to thank you, Larry. L.Y., I appreciate you very much for this opportunity. My name is Anthony Townsend. I'm an integrated marketing specialist here at Urban One. And I'm heading up the uh, 2024 career fair. So everyone make a note of this. It is going to be held Monday, March 25th at Martin's West. It is a great initiative. It's going to be promoted across all five of our radio stations as well as our digital platforms. Um, it's a great opportunity if you have a skill 
in nursing or education or you want to go into the service or you just want to change careers, it's a great opportunity to come out. I'm also calling out to all businesses if you're looking to hire. This is a great opportunity to be in front of our audience. Again, it's going to be Monday, March 25th at Martin's West from 1 to 5 p.m. 1 to 5 p.m. If you are a business and you're interested in being a part, you want to um, get a booth, please call me. My name is Anthony Townsend, and my number is 410-907-0345. It's 410-907-0345. LY, I appreciate the opportunity. Now, this uh, career fair. Yes, sir. And the location? It is at Martin's West. Oh, a lot of parking mm-hmm. and free. Yes, sir. Free parking and uh, dressed to impress. Dressed to impress. If you want a job, don't come in jeans. Don't have any holes in your pants. Come come right now. <laughs> that's right. Come right. This Mark C. Hey, Mark. I did put it on Facebook. Thank you so much. Facebook. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. And you said what kind of jobs is available? You said what kind of jobs? Skilled jobs. All types of jobs. Okay. Yeah, all types Everything. of jobs. So everybody come. Yep. Okay. It's gotta all be right. something. It's gotta be you something. Might, look, you might you see me. Do. You might see me up there too. <laughs> My grandmother right. used to say, "She said there's jobs out here. It might not be what you want, but it's something for you to do." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. Some <laughs> good old sa- savvy well ways. Amen. Amen. Do we, how long have we been doing this? The fair. Uh, well. It's been for a few years. Is that right? Yeah, thank God. Because well, I know you... they had it last year, Double Double Tree, on um, Rice's Town Road. We wanted to move it to Martin's West because, one, the parking right. um, is a vast amount of parking. And it's right off the um, right off the bus line, pretty much, you know, if you walk up the street a little bit. And then, you know, we wanted to make it, you know, kind of upscale because we're looking for some great talent. So mm-hmm. you got to put it in a place mm-hmm. where people are going to respect it, you know. One more time, time and date, so now I can remember myself. Absolutely, absolutely. Monday, March twenty fifth. Okay. Martin's West. Martin's West. One p.m. Okay. To five p.m. Come dressed to pre- impress to get a job. Monday the twenty fifth. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. One o'clock. Mm-hmm. Whoa! And we give you enough time that you can pass the word. Yeah. Right, right. Anybody in that household of yours that need a job mm-hmm. and do and meet the minimum statement of the day after they just told you, tell them about it. And uh, if you need yourself, you might want to look for a second career. Mm-hmm. Opportunity, opportunity. Yes, sir. All right. Thank well, you, Elwood. Well, appreciate anytime, partner. Anytime for you. That no problem at all. So, fam, there you go. We've done the best we can to get information to you. I did want you to know, I did find out that, uh, believe this, alcohol delivery could become easier. Hmm. Now, how did that happen? There's a proposal that will allow Biggie and and Mark, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Marylanders might soon be able to order a six-pack or mm-hmm. a bottle of wine using delivery services like DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Instant, 
And look, they are, they got a couple doing it now. I don't know if they that big, but I know it's one like Grizzly or something like that. But um, I think that's I mean it just is what it is. It's They're going to have to regulate it and it's do not, it. It's not illegal. No, I think they is. It, it is. You can, you can get you can get alcohol delivered, but I mean it's going to be coming to the masses when they let Uber and Witchman come and uh, all them start doing it. That's all. But it's a couple that you can you can get alcohol delivered. Trust me. And I don't know hey, what's the you know means of it, but you can get it done. Definitely can. Being in, being in recovery, um, I'm with that because uh, that'll stop a lot of people from, from, you know, going out. Drinking and driving. Drinking and driving and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because the quiet is kept. Every, like, 49 seconds, uh, uh, there's an accident with somebody drinking and driving. Yeah, it's, it's funny with that, too. But because uh, I've seen online, right, the uh, guy was getting alcohol delivered, and the lady was telling him he was too drunk to get his alcohol delivered. So it's going to be a whole bunch with that. You know what I mean? We'll see how that go, but. You can't come up and regulate what you're going to tell me if I'm calling you to bring it to me so I don't drive, and then you tell me I'm too drunk. So, yep. <laughs> well, one thing, you're up and about now, so stay up and about and be ready because yes, coming right yes, behind sir. me yes, is the living legend. Ryan and Board here mm-hmm. on WLB 1010. This may be mm-hmm. family. Sean, thank you. Biggie, thank you. And Mark, right thank enough. you. Y'all have a All great right. week. Don't forget All Wednesday right. we'll be on our YouTube podcast. Catch up with us, channel Larry Young Media. Have a good one. Peace and blessings. The new 1010WOLB with talk in the day and soul at night. For decades, we made progress to reduce cigarette.